the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops Go ahead, envy me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me Beat the love of the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops Go ahead, envy me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me Nick on the grill of my lowrider, guns on both sides, right above the gold wires, I four five them, kill a nigga on my song, and really do it, that's the true meaning of a ghost rider. Uh, actually, I have oh, no idea where Schenectady is. Between Albany and... Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Albany. It's, yeah, that direction. I don't even know how to spell Schenectady. S-C-H-E-D. Isn't, isn't there zip code, um... One, two, three, four, five? Yes, it is. Yeah. The reason I know that is because back in the MySpace days, when you would make a MySpace, you would just put your zip code, one, two, three, four, five, whatever, and it would come up with Schenectady. <laughs> That's the only reason I know that. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the Valiant 33 podcast. I'm Evan. I'm here with uh, Stu and Mike, and we have some rhinos to talk about, specifically the match uh, against TFC two that we just saw, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Not bad. A little hungover. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not hungover. Hungover, not hungover. Yeah. Either way, uh, either way is just uh, fine. How are you doing, Evan? Well, I uh, am on my way to uh, a nice little buzz here with some Jenny Light, Rochester's finest, and uh, I'm ready to. Ready to talk a little little soccer here, Mike? You were at the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. How'd it go? What What did it look like from uh, from your perspective up in up in the stands? Um, it was pretty good. Um, I'm looking over these stats, and I gotta say, I'm bamboozled because this is our possession <clears throat> was sixty forty. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like we dominated pretty much every facet of that game. I don't really remember Toronto having any clear-cut chances against us. Uh, they had a there's a couple sticky situations, but I know Kaiki came out and pretty much snuffed anything that was going on around the box pretty early. They might have had one or two balls that kind of looked dangerous, but not really. That's what I got from most of the shots they had looked pretty but they were off target there were one or two that were on target but we had seven defenders in the box funneling it either basically directly to Kaiki. so i think we're i don't think it was as bad as the stats shoot or as close as the stat sheets show yeah i i agree I, actually the commentators noted that too it was a, a pretty nice broadcast for this one but uh, you could see some advantages for for Toronto on, on the on the stat sheet. But I think the commentators noted that it was, you know, RNYFC had the advantage throughout the game, you know, per per the eyeball test. And uh, I, I I thought so as well. It was a, it was a close game. It was a, it was a good match. But we uh, I think we were well deserving of uh, of the W there. Yeah, the only stat that matters is the the fucking goal scored. That's right. And we won that one. It was a nice early goal too. I think you called it, Evan. You said we were going to take care of business early. We got I, it. In I the, said seventeenth uh, right. minute. Yeah, I said I said one one to two, but I did say we'd we'd do the work early. Uh, I think we, I think we just about did it. It was it was an early goal. 
it was a nice goal. And uh, and while we we didn't exactly park the bus, I think we maybe we were we were joking about uh, going going full Jose uh, Inter Champions League style in in this one. We didn't we didn't quite do that, but we definitely managed. It was a, a managed game, um, but smartly managed. And we we definitely still had chances. We we took our opportunities. We counterattacked. Um, but it was it was a smart, well well controlled game uh, on our part. So, props to Bruno and and the squad. We weren't we weren't parking the bus, but we were defending when it made sense. We weren't we weren't going for that second goal no matter what, basically. For sure, yeah. I think we we chose our spots wisely, which is impressive too, considering. Uh, a little bit of a shift, Mike. You want to talk about that about that lineup? I know you you mentioned that it was uh, looked like a little bit of a different formation. Um, I didn't tune in right from the start, so I actually I couldn't quite tell what was going on, and I wasn't sure if the uh, the lineup posted on the site was was quite right. Um, but, but what did you see there with the lineup? Yeah, uh, I think that's kind of what Stu was talking about leads into this, where I saw it as a three five two. I know the website lists it lists it as five in the back. Um, which, you know, three, five, two, yeah. yeah, five, three, two, it just depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I think that kind of lended to the, us going up early. We got that goal in the 17th minute and it's pretty easy to defend that when you can drop back to five pretty quickly. Um, it was a little bit different look than we're used to. Um, I know Garrett was going to be rested, I'm assuming, um, and Opie Edwards got his first start. Uh, Edwards ended up coming out for an injury, so Garrett's day off was basically ruined, and he had to go in on the right-hand side this time, so a little bit different look for him. Um, and then we had a, a two-man strike partnership up front with an alien and Batiz, which was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I think they – they did pretty well as a pair and alien kind of played that second striker role, sometimes going out wide, um, causing problems. And, but did pretty well as the lone striker. Yeah. He, he nabbed the goal when, on what was, uh, re- really well taken. He, he showed a lot of composure. He had that nice, uh, one touch flick on from Ed Williams and, uh, just operated re- really smoothly and smartly in the box. He was, he was efficient. He got just enough space and he, and he, and he banged it past, uh, the keeper who who was actually I, I thought quite good. He made a few nice saves, uh, Gavron, for for Toronto. But yeah, but Batiste did really well there, and uh, he's shown a lot of versatility in the in these last couple of games. He's he's been a winger for most of the season, but he did a little right wing back last week. Now he's a a striker and a and a two man strike partnership. So he's he's been doing some different things. Yeah, a big a big part of why the lineup looks so different, I think, is because it could just be as simple as crossing an international border. Um, this game was in Canada, technically a different country. Um, that could be the reason. I don't think it was necessarily a rest situation. Well, Rayo didn't play because of yellow card accumulation. Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that goes that argument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was news to me too, but I, I obviously I knew, you knew something was up with him, not, not in the lineup. So uh, thank you, Stu, for that little bit of information. Um, yeah, I mean, look definitely... bad per usual. 
it was a good test, though. It's not – we don't want to try new things on our second-last game of the season in a game that we need three points to, to, to march towards the playoffs. It's not a great time to test, uh, gee, what should we do without Rayo um, and just try something new for the hell of it. But it was nice to see us – when we had to pull it off, we pulled it off successfully uh, because he's the one who – you know, the, the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. Everything that – it happens in most of our best moments has to do with Rayo either on the ball, either freeing space for someone um, just, just through his movement, just occupying defenders. Uh, so for us to find a solution with, without him, I think is actually really, really big for us. So we passed, it was a test I didn't want us to, to have to take, but, but we passed it. Yeah, I would have liked to see what our XG is. Maybe one of you guys has that stat because I felt like we had, three or four additional shots on top of the goal that could have potentially been Ben goals, which is impressive when, when you're missing Rayo, just based, based yeah. off what we've seen over last, the rest of the season. I think we were credited for about a one and a half uh, XG and uh, Toronto about a 0.5 XG from, from what I saw. Yeah. 1.26.43. Yep. Specifically. Yeah. There it is. But yeah, as far as far as that that lineup, Mike, uh, or, or at least the, the the changes that were made, I didn't see. So I tuned in, I think, shortly after um, that, that Opie Edwards went down and uh, Garrett comes on. It was interesting to see him go on the right. We've seen Christian Wood operate all over the park. Um, so I assumed he was going to flip to the right in that situation. So when I saw Garrett over there, um, I, I thought that was maybe just he he took a free kick on that side of the field i was just i was waiting for him to switch back to the other side and he never did uh but he looked he looked good over there i it's interesting that they they can both do it he and wood um can can kind of play well on on either side so that's that that's an interesting uh new tool that we have as well well i think the reason for that is because on that right side you also have uh jacob who can overlap and he's right-footed i believe so he can kind of take up that role and allow Garrett to cut inside on that left. So it's um, almost a situation where you're like, yeah, you can put him out there uh, because you have Jacob's right foot also out there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, that, that, that worked. What, whatever it was, it definitely worked. I was a little bit worried just because just sometimes just occupying a new space, not getting the ball, in, in in the way they were used to getting the ball, Jacobs used to playing the ball forward to uh, to, to different players there. Sometimes it just it, it looks a little funny, but he didn't look out of place there at all, which was which was really nice. And he was he was pretty influential in the match. Commentators be, love Garrett. Yeah, and to yeah. be honest, he he can spin players whichever way he wants, anyways. So it doesn't matter if he's using his left foot on the right side; he could turn him to use his left foot and pretty much any way he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then your boy uh costa came in at the end there uh up front with uh brigida those two pretty much i think they just replaced like for like batiz and uh an alien and they did pretty yeah. good costa was up there mixing it up yeah brigida had a had a couple chances but just c couldn't get the ball down and the way he wanted wanted it to to get that shot off but it, it was good to see that we're not single threaded there and that we, we can switch things up and still still have a pretty potent offense. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think Bridget has he he shows a lot of good instincts, and he's he's definitely a handful physically. Like he's he's strong for his size. He's he's got a lot of legs um, on uh, on his body. He seems like he's all leg, and uh, he he moves around a while. He works hard. Um, and it was it was a shame. It seemed like he had a few moments where he was just that last touch. Either kind of fouled him, or he just got bumped off the ball at the last minute there. But he he definitely kept kept up the threat when he came on too. And uh, Costa, yeah, Costa continues his good work off the bench. He's he's always providing something. Yeah, w- want to talk about the other big game of the night? It was uh, uh Inter Miami versus Columbus. Oh, okay. I'm gonna let you handle that. Yeah, so this is um, going to the playoff situation. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit last week. We'll get into it a little bit more. But the big game of the night, the, we needed to win to give us the chance to clinch. We did that. What we needed Inter-Miami to do is lose. And they did, but it was in the way of a tie loss or a draw loss, which means they still got a point. So they technically still have a hand in the cookie jar. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Unfortunately, in literally the 95th minute, that shot by one of the Columbus players went off the bar, which would have clinched it for us. Didn't happen. First, Inter Miami player uh, skied it and then went back and forth. And in the end, Inter Miami fucked it up. And so hopefully, like, they'll fuck it up on. Uh, on Wednesday when they play Toronto. Right. Yeah, that's that's the game to keep an eye on. NYCFC too, right, is is technically still alive, but they need a lot to break their way, I think. They also play uh their second last game on on Wednesday. Uh yes. so we what do we what do we want out of that game, Stu? Uh oh. TFC Inter. Can we can we do a, a draw loss for for Inter or or do we need them to to get no zero points? For them, what we want to, to clinch, we want them to, to lose. Clinch. Okay. To get second, it, technically, the, the, the annoying situation is we can either clinch early or confirm that we can get second. So if if they lose to Toronto, Toronto goes above us and then has the potential of going above us uh, or staying above us on Sunday. But we're we're in, we know we're in the playoffs. We know that we're at least in third, or we we're at least in fourth place. NYCFC two, we don't care about. They can still make the playoffs, but they'll have thirty eight points where we're on thirty nine. So good for them, but doesn't really affect us. Okay. The um, let me look at that situation. So there is a there is also a potential situation where if we lose on Sunday, inner wins out. Toronto loses to Inter and then does a tie loss to Orlando and Philly does a tie win against New England, we would not be in the playoffs. So Inter wins their last two games. Toronto loses to Inter and does a a draw loss to Orlando. And then Philly does a tie win against New England on Sunday. We would be in fifth place, all tied on 39, losing out because of a win difference. (laughs) Whew. So what's the percentage of that happening, though? Because that sounds pretty uh, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Did you calculate the it's, percentages, too? Yes, that is a uh, 7.3% percentage that that will happen. Um, 
It's too high for me to be comfortable. Yeah, for those of you who can't see Stu right now, he looks like one of those gifts where, like, the, the guys with, like, the formulas line his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, if we want to make the playoffs, Inter losing it is the best play. Um, right, if we want to get, yeah, if we want to get second inter winning, so the Toronto loses their points, then us just winning on Sunday, simple as that, we can get second. So I'll I'll ask you guys what what do you think about? I guess not. Not what do you think about? What do you prefer going going into the game, Mike? Do you want to keep hope alive for for second place, or would you rather Toronto just take care of business on our behalf and and lock us into those playoffs? See, my answer really depends on stuff that's really outside of the game. I've been harping on this for a while. It seems like where we should be getting these home games. If we're in the playoffs, we should be given the home games. And I know the league can do whatever they want. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to come down to seeding. If the league came out and said, "Yeah, if you guys are in the playoffs, you'll get a home, home, you'll you'll get home games for that because you guys have fans," I'll, I'll just say, "Let's just fucking get in because it won't matter." Yeah. But knowing that that's not necessarily guaranteed, I want home games for the for the playoffs. I think we could, you know, the team can still win if they're playing away. They have a pretty decent away record. I just, I believe in the 12th man being the thing that will get us over that finish line. So I want as many home games as possible. So I'm willing to go all in here and say, which I don't remember what the scenario is, but whatever scenario it is that gives us to win the division, that's the one that I would want. So I guess what, Toronto, win, Toronto winning and then we nope. beat New York City? So. Inter wins wins on Wednesday, so Toronto is still at 38 points. Then we win on Sunday. We would be at 42 points, and Toronto loses the next one. Yeah, tie loss. Um, or tie, okay. Let me just point or less. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So a scenario that would help us get second. On Wednesday. In the conference, my... right? Second in the conference, a.k.a. Yeah, sec- first in second the in the conference, first in the division. Okay. Um, is that Toronto loses to Inter-Miami on Wednesday. That puts Toronto at 38, Inter-Miami at 36, and R&Y at 39. If we then win on Sunday, we're in no matter what. The issue is that if Inter-Miami wins, we lose, they beat us on tiebreaker because they would have 11 wins to our 10. So it makes what happens on Sunday matter a lot more. The other scenario that will help us, though, because NYCFC is also playing on Wednesday, if they lose, they're out of it. They're at 32 points. They can't do anything to get above Philly 2 at 37. So NYCFC could have a situation where they're coming up here and all they're doing is being a spoiler. Are they really going to care? Yeah, I, I'll say I like our chances against NYCFC to take take a full three points there. We uh, we played some tough games against them, uh, but 
I think uh, I think we should be pretty pretty big favorites in that one. So yeah, and and Philly Union two is the only one that we haven't talked about yet, and they're two points back. So a um, a win for them, and then we would need a tie win. Well, who do they have left? To, they have New England okay. two, who just lost two of their players to red cards. Yeah, uh, Miami also lost a player to a red um, against Columbus. Yes. Uh, let me see. Yeah, they have New England left. That one might actually be kind of tight. Yeah, because the other thing with them is that um, last time the last time they played, it was only one nothing. That was in May, though. New England's been kind of on kind of a spiral for the last couple. Well, so months Toronto and and Miami were too. We were making fun of them like not that long ago, and now they're you know bees in our you, fucking bonnet. Right, but but I mean on on current form, New, Eng- New yeah, England's right. going, the, going the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever clicked on the overall tab? Like if this was just one big league with twenty one teams. I don't know that I have. Yeah, it, it's it's a little nuts, and it's also a little. We talked about this earlier, but it doesn't help. It, it, it's better than it was at one point. But at one point, the West had basically four teams in the top four, which they have, or they have four, three teams in the top four, and then four teams in the bottom four because Sporting, Colorado, Whitecaps, and Timbers were doing nothing. And we just forgot about Real Monarchs. What's interesting is that if you click on overall, we're in sixth, the seventh place team in the entire league, uh, San Jose. They're eliminated, which is kind of strange to see. The seventh place, 10th place, and 12th place team are all officially eliminated from playoffs. And New York City, City, who's still in it, technically is 13th in the overall table. It's the kind of world we're living in now. Yeah, no, it's, di- yeah. it's different out west. Different world out there. So I'm pretty confident that one of the results on Wednesday will, will go our way. And that, that in the end, we'll, we'll get at least a point, which helps us. And frankly, if, if we lose completely to NYCFC 2, I don't know if we deserve to make the playoffs. Well, what would need to happen? So, all right, let's play worst case scenario, and we lose on Sunday. Yeah. What so, do we need to hit for us to still get in? Um, so Inter would win their remaining two games. Toronto would lose to Inter, and Ty lost to Orlando. Orlando's garbage, and just lost, uh, six one, to, let's just say New England, um, or Philly actually. And then Philly would have to tie win against New England. That was a 7.3% chance of that happening. With us losing on wins for all of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could remember this enough to... <laughs> I'm just going to be texting you. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is all on Twitter. So if uh, I'll be doing some sort of live watch of all the scenarios where we make fun of uh, the, the shitty cameras the rest of the league has. Yes. Yeah. For anyone listening and is having trouble following, Stu's done a great job on Valiant 33 Twitter, kind of up- updating these scenarios as as they come in. So keep your eye on that. 
Mike, I wanted to kind of go back to something you alluded to. So obviously we we want home home playoff games and, and we mentioned the potential for the league to set up home teams however they they want um they the language of the rules kind of leaves that um door open for them uh but we have even more incentive now after discovering um sending a huge contingent or up, up to toronto that that you were a part of mike that they didn't allow certain things in the stadium like what what, what was going on there i feel like that needs to kind of be called out that wasn't too uh, wasn't too happy yeah, with that. They uh they didn't allow flags, drums, banners, basically anything other than your body inside. And the reason we were given was saying that it wasn't necessarily TFC that was saying that. It's just a college rule because they play at U- York University, which is still a little fishy to me because I know the CPL team, uh, York Nine or York United, play there. And you can't tell me that every time I've seen them play, all the flags and drums are just me fucking hallucinating. So they let that shit in there. It just it, something that the guy said was for today, there's no flags, no drums, no banners, which was an interesting phrase to use where it was just magically today. The, you know, the big wigs over there said none of that stuff's allowed in. And if, whatever scenario Stu laid out where on Wednesday the right things happen and then we're in no matter what. And then it's just a matter of seating and who gets the home game. I don't care if Toronto is first in the division. Don't put the game there. I'll give it to them. Their crowd was decent as far as numbers go. It might've been like 250 around there, but it's not open to the public. Like technically you're only supposed to have family and friends of pe- the people playing on that Toronto team. So the fact that we were even able to get in was like a special move by somebody saying like, Oh, we got people going up there let them in. If you put that playoff game there, it's not that far of a trip to go, but you're still best case scenario. You're going to just have 15 to 20 extra people coming from our end added to that crowd and we went up with eight nine people and we were louder than 250 people so you're not getting anything by putting that game there yeah you should be putting it in rochester because that's where you're going to get 1500 people guaranteed if not more yeah and the other aspect is real cameras real support and we're the reason the league exists this year so well, Why it's also it, it's also if if you're this season is an advertisement. I'm talking like as the MLS Next Pro office here. This is an advertisement to get. I know Jacksonville Armada is coming. They got that uh, North Carolina team that's joining. That's not enough. You need more than just two independent teams coming on board. You need a lot of independent teams to join if you want to make this a real fucking league. This is your advertise. This is your billboard right now. These playoffs and us specifically Rochester is your billboard. So you put the games in front of the thing that's going to sell your product the best. And that's us. For sure. And so when you, when you told me that, or I heard from the crowd that went, I, that's, that's really disappointing. You guys were loud and we, we heard you loud and clear through, through the stream, which was really cool. Even without, with, without the drums going, 
but that was disappointing to hear. And and for for all the reasons you said, this league is growing. They they are trying to uh, attract independent teams, but USL crowds are hot. You know, like the, these other leagues that you're going up against are 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 doing pretty well and they're doing big things and they're not telling people not to bring flags in, in, into stadiums. It just sounds really amateurish. It, it sounds silly. Uh, yeah. So I just, I just didn't like to hear that. It, it just, it just made it feel very, very amateur. And it sounds like we're not amateur, you know, we're really not, we, we have big crowds. It's, it, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. I mean, in, and, and, in, in, in context have, of the league. And we have MLS players playing games. So, uh, the, the the biggest issue people outside of this league have with it is that it's a reserve league, which I, I don't think it. I, I I don't really agree with that statement because it, it's making the league seem like it's, as you said, it's amateur or that it's just for individual player development. But it's like every non-Division one league where it's about coach development, referee development it is about player development but that's true anywhere in the world so showing real fans showing up is a lot better than the inter miami game where there was a camera that was at the top of the stands all you were seeing the entire game was the seats being completely empty in a 60,000 seat stadium which does not help and does not look good for the league at all Right, right. That's not a good. That's not a good look. And I, I'm. I was not very. I, I wasn't. I know some some people, Rochester Rhinos fans were were upset when they heard about MLX Next Pro. Some wanted USL. Uh, some some were hoping for for something, to, so, something different. Uh, I liked the vision of the league. I, I liked how it was articulated. I, I understand that it has a ways to go, and that you know, being being the first independent team means you're you're gonna you're 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 kind of in a, a reserve league situation. I, there there's a an argument to, to make, to, to call it that, um, that it's not, it's not exactly true. Like you said, Stu, but, um, I like the vision of it. It's just that when you do amateur things, like not allowing flags and banners, now you're, it, it's like, you know, old, just, just old maid rules. It's just like, it's just a, you're making a peaceful little atmosphere for just, just a few families to come in and, and watch their kids play. Like, now we're we're getting into something that that just doesn't feel right. Mike and I have literally been meaner to Division Four amateur players from Binghamton for physical attributes they have zero control over apparently than what MLS Next Pro seems to want or what the Toronto team seems to want about yeah. their professional players. To me, it just sounds like they're shook at the thought of the Rochester boys rolling up there. And fucking causing a ruckus and i i get that that's a part of it like even when you look over at europe they put away fans in a tiny little box like all caged in or up in the top corner somewhere off to the side to try and just limit the influence but they're letting them bring their shit in i mean there's no way you can't tell me they're sneaking in those big ass flags they're they're letting them in with that yeah it's it was disappointing it's it's it, it comes down to like what do you want from this do you want people to take this seriously or do you want it to just be yeah just a couple families come out and sit down and golf clap when something nice kind of happens because if you don't want it to be treated seriously then I mean, it, you can get your wish 
I mean, you won't like the fucking result, but you can get that if you want. We're taking it seriously over here because we don't know any other fucking way. So if you want to play that role where you're going to make it as hard for us as possible, we could turn bad guys if you want. Amen. It's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a treat. Um, I think we've been pretty fucking well behaved so far. Like the, the amount of shit that we, we could have done and didn't do. I think uh, a lot of people have shown restraint where we've been as far as like traveling, at least our group and at home games, we've been pretty well behaved. Nothing terrible has happened. So to, to, to come out with these rules saying, you know, you can't bring this, you can't bring that acting as if we're a problem fan base is a little uncalled for. Long story short, put the fucking playoffs in Rochester. That's, that's all right. that's got to be said. Right. That's it. Yep. I think I think it's going to happen anyway. The, the the league is smart enough. We're already getting prefer, preferential treatment with the cameras and having um, two commentators, which definitely helps with the game. I'm not going to say anything bad about the, the previous kid who was doing it. He was doing, he did a great job. He had a terrible camera. He was working by himself. He showed a picture of it looked like it was in his dorm room and he did a great job but being at the game having real cameras and having someone else to bounce off of makes the product that much better i i appreciate it and hopefully hopefully he can get some some more games next year with uh maybe they can actually fly him out i know that syracuse has an actual airport that can get him or get him to rochester get him to show the games there so what next boys you want to talk predictions yeah, we might as well just skip over these listener questions because we've just answered them by talking. One was yeah. like a playoff scenario, and the other one was uh, did Rayo miss because of yellow card accumulation? Yes and yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a playoff scenario, and you heard it. Yeah, and, and, and it's because of yellow cards. And it's written online for a much more coherent way. Um, the, the only thing that I'll add that we need to watch out for in this last game, yellow card accumulation does not matter. So we've got four players on a four yellows. That won't affect them getting kicked out of the game. It would, in the regular season, affect them playing the next game. That gets reset. For the playoffs, if you get two yellow cards, you're out of the next game, but then for the MLS next Pro Cup the final between the East and West, it gets reset. So you have three games. You have three games to only get one card in basically, unless you get the second card in the, in the conference final or the, yeah, the conference final. All right. Oh, it should be all right. Yeah. All right. Predictions. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go another one zip for us. I've got three, one. Oh shit! Okay, goals, man, goals, man. I I feel like we have more more goals just waiting to waiting to burst out of this team. I'm calling. You know what? I'm going to be more specific. I I've got an Eddie Williams free kick goal. Mm-hmm. I've got Arreo just near post cuts in front of that defender with that an Ian Garrett cross and he just pokes mm-hmm. it by 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 the keeper just slips it in over his foot near post, and I've got a towering header. Uh, another Lamar Batista special oh, where he just yeah. dunks on some fools. You're making me hard Those over here. Goals. Yep, 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 I should be because it was sexy talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, well, I gotta say who who's gonna score in my scenario then. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go a very clinical, cold-blooded one v one, Will and Ali and goal for the one zip. I think he's gonna he's gonna keep cooking that recipe that he's got going now. Oh yeah, you you know he can dribble a keeper. So I'm gonna go with three zero. So NYCFC has to fly out, drive out, walk over to Cincinnati or sorry Kentucky because that's where Cincinnati plays because they don't know geography um, on Wednesday for a three thirty game, which seems awkward. Um, then they come up back to New York to play us, so they're going to be a little bit tired. And even with the baby sheiks, I still think we're going to get a goal from an alien, Ryo, and Williams. Good. Anybody anybody listening, if you come across any information of where New York City, like what hotel they're going to be staying in down here, just send us a DM for research purposes. Right. Right. Just just want to know. Just put it in the... In the, in the pile of data to for the to data analyze. yeah the database yeah. probably won't you know probably database. won't probably won't look at it ever again just to know just to you know yeah. be vigilant keep them stats yep yep that's good that's good and just as a reminder all the sunday games are at 3 p.m so everyone's data plan will be getting cooked during that game <laughs> if that's gonna uh, be hectic that's gonna be crazy yeah i'll i'll handle the uh passing on that information in the group chat yeah this gonna i'm, your, I'm gonna be like job. you know those gifts where the guys has like like a dozen phones yeah. like all in front of them i'm, I'm <laughs> gonna be like that i'm gonna watch it every, every <laughs> you're gonna be uh fucking fabrizio romano oh, yeah, yeah exactly exactly mike just bring your oculus and uh put it down and have all the have all the games playing at the same time my Ooh. what your oculus quest <laughs> VR headset. my oculus yeah. <laughs> you fucking called it Oculus. I, I think we figured out that I have a speech impediment during the last uh, year and a half of this podcast. So uh, congratulations <laughs> for uh, making fun of my disability. Stu's over there oh using boy. his calculator. That's uh, Stu, send up, fill out the complaint form, send it to HR. Yeah. I, I'll make Kevin uh, hand it over to HR. Well, joke's on you. I'm the HR representative. God damn it. All right, boys. What else? You know, I'm good. I think we I'm did. Good. It, right? I feel like, I feel like we did a job. I feel like we got in, smash and grab. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep everyone up to date on the on the old twatters about how things are looking on Wednesday. And there there is a scenario where they there's a tie that gets us in as well. But we're not going to go over that. Check the Twitter on Wednesday, folks. Yeah, interestingly enough, I just want to throw this in here because I started clicking buttons. <laughs> so I got sucked into this fucking stat shit again. Oh god. Which one were you looking at? The just club total stats of like all the different teams. Mm-hmm. You just go to the top too. and you says, yeah. Club stats, player stats, all that shit. Yeah, that, that that was one of those that we got, yeah, we got sucked into with uh, the amount of cards and who is this fucking B Camungo from North Texas? He scored 22 goals this season. That's ridiculous. Goals scored. Rayo's got 20. What? No. 
What's GS? Oh, oh game started. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought that was gold sword. <sighs> That'd be cool though. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Cut this part out. Um, I was trying to figure out who D Chan was, and it's our third string keeper. Oh no, yeah. he was he was signed when uh, Philip. Ejimadu and Franca were hurt for the Open Cup game in New York. He's club he, legend I, Derek Chan from Red Bull. He I, came in for one yeah, game. Yeah, he was a Red Bull. They they signed him for one game, a one-game loan from a Red Bull youth team. San Dimas <laughs> actually reached out to him for an interview. And like he, Did he really? He, yeah, he fucking loves it that we call him fucking club legend Derek Chan. <laughs> yeah, Derek Chan. That's right. That's right. Did we do the outro already? We should at least get it down, so... Or did we already do it? We didn't, we didn't do it. I can I, I can do I, it. I, dumb, I dummied one. I, I don't know if that that counts. Why don't you? Someone hit us with a with a real. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for oh, listening bye, bye. to the. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> thanks for listening to. Yeah, the, I was uh, saying. Thanks for listening to the Valiant Thirty Three podcast. I've been Stu. This is Evan and Mike. If uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and email. You already know they are. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Either the love of the underdogs on top, and I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stop. Go ahead and read me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. From the beginning to the end. Losers lose when it's win, this is real, we ain't got to pretend The cold world that we in, it's full of pressure and pain Enough of me, nigga, now listen to game Used to see 5-0, throw the crack by the bench Now I'm fucking with 5-0, it's all starting to make sense My mom's happy, she ain't got a